What is up, Bruins fans? It's your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, December 29th, and whether you celebrated Hanukkah, Christmas, or Kwanzaa over the last couple of weeks, I hope that you had a very happy, safe, and healthy holiday season. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Let me introduce myself to those who may be new. My name, like I said, is Ian. I have been hosting this daily Boston Bruins podcast uh, for about 14 months now. We've been going three days a week since the end of the bubble playoffs and we are on the brink of a new season with training camps set to begin well this week for the seven non-playoff teams and on uh, Sunday I guess for the other teams that were in the bubble last season and beginning on the 4th of January we will be back to five episodes per week anyways back to the introduction yeah I have been uh, hosting this podcast for quite some time now I've been a Bruins fan since the late 80s I got serious about hockey writing, I don't know, about uh, 10, 12 years ago. Started my own site, started working for other hockey writing outlets, and then eventually worked for several years as a hockey news editor at The Score, which is a mobile app sports website based up here in Toronto. I live in Guelph, Ontario, which is about an hour west of Toronto, home of Rich Peverly who brought the Stanley Cup here in 2011, which was very cool. He's been on the podcast a couple times, so if you missed that, go back and listen to those. Now, today, I'm testing out a new microphone, so I hope the sound quality is a little bit better. Let me know if it needs some adjusting. Uh, I do produce the show as well. Not a pro by any means, but um, here we are. I should mention as well that you can find the podcast on... Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can find the show on Instagram at Locked On Boston Bruins. And I am on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. I do apologize if you hear any yelling, screaming, background noise. It is, of course, the Christmas holidays. And we have three sons who are very active. And um, yeah, just, uh, you know. Trying to keep busy as best we can up here in the midst of a second COVID-19 lockdown that will extend the holiday break by at least one week. So yeah, that's uh, kind of where we are at the moment. And I thought seeing as we are a few days away from training camps beginning, I would take a look back at what the Bruins have done this offseason as well as look at some lingering questions that we have to answer heading into training camp and into the regular season, which will begin for our Boston Ruins on January 14th against the New Jersey Devils. So to begin our look back, let's go back to July 29th, where Don Sweeney signed 23-year-old winger Anders Bjork to a three-year deal worth $4.8 million. That's an average annual cap hit of 1.6 million a very nice deal for an emerging winger who's very strong at both ends of the ice I don't think we've really seen his full 
offensive potential come to light yet, but there's certainly uh, room for that to grow this season, playing on the third line with Charlie Coyle and another player who the Bruins signed later on in free agency. They also signed uh, Dan Vladder to a two-way deal, three years in length worth $2.25 million. We all know Vladder was pressed into action in the bubble in relief of Yaroslav Halak in a shellacking at the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning. This after Tuka Rask left the bubble. NHL teams will have the ability to carry three goalies on the roster this year, so it's yet to be seen if Vladder will be that third goalie or if a goalie they signed later on in the offseason, Callum Booth, 23 years old. He was signed to a one-year, two-way contract worth 700000 if he will be the goalie carried as a third to allow Vladder to uh, just continue to develop his game in the minors. Now, on the first day of free agency, the Bruins, of course, lost Tory Krug to the St. Louis Blues. He signed a seven-year deal with the Blues, and that was signed while the Bruins were hosting a Zoom call for a player they did sign that day, and that was Kevin Miller, 32-year-old right-hand defenseman, signed you a one-year deal worth $2 million. That was their quote-unquote marquee signing on the first day of free agency, uh, which was, yeah, juxtapose that with the departure of Tory Krug. Uh, Very disappointing and kind of comical that they would host a Zoom call to re-sign Kevin Miller after losing Tory Krug or kind of at the same time as Krug was finalizing a deal with the Blues. Miller, a lot of Bruins fans were down on him at the beginning of his tenure with the team. He has come on and become a pretty reliable physical presence on the blue line. 32 years old, coming off some major injuries. He's said to be ready for the regular season, but uh, you know he'll need to prove that in training camp and kind of re-earn that roster spot. Right now, I believe he'd be penciled in to fight for the third pair spot on the right side behind, obviously, Charlie McAvoy and Brandon Carlo with Connor Clifton in the mix there as well. On October 10th, the Bruins made pretty much their only splash in free agency, and that was signing 31-year-old winger Craig Smith to a three-year deal worth $9.3 million, average annual cap hit of $3.1 million. Craig Smith came via the Nashville Predators. He has been a very consistent scorer for them. Uh, you know, he had 18 goals in 69 games last season, 21 goals the season before that, 25 goals. Uh, he had hit 24, 23, 21 previously in his career. So a very dependable winger uh, who can put the puck in the net and bring some five-on-five scoring that this Bruins team desperately needs. They then added some depth in uh, Greg McKegg, two-way deal, one year in length at $700,000. He'll fight for some playing time on the fourth line, uh, probably on the left wing with the departure of Joaquin Nordstrom. 
And then the Bruins signed a bunch of restricted free agents. Uh, first of all, beginning with Jacobs Borrell, left-hand defenseman, two-year deal worth $1.45 million. This was significant because it was one way in nature. Zborl was, of course, a first-round pick of the Bruins in 2015, and he came on very strong last season with the Providence Bruins and is in line to earn a spot on the left side of the Bruins' defense here in 2021. With the departure of Krug, there's obviously an opening on the left side. Zdeno Chara remains unsigned. We'll get to that here in a moment as well. But Zborl is, you know, in line to fight for second pair slot, probably third pairing if you bump Jeremy Lozon to the second pair. Again, he played uh, on the right side last season, but he is a left-hand shot. All that to say, Zborl has a chance to earn a top four spot behind a player that the Bruins signed on October 17th, and that was Matt Grizzlick. He signed a four-year deal worth $14.75 million, so that's $3.6875 million per season. Grizzlick is in line to take the minutes that Tory Krug earned on, well, he was playing on the second pair along with Brandon Carlo, but he got those power play minutes and kind of those prime opportunities on the man advantage, Grizzlick will now be afforded the chance to, yeah, take that spot. And um, we have seen him play in that role before. He's been successful. And, you know, he does have big skates to fill. But uh, Don Sweeney and Cam Neely certainly believe that he's up to the task. From there, we had a couple other... RFA signings, both two-way in nature. Carson Kuhlman signed for two years at $1.45 million. Zach Sinitian signed a one-year two-way deal worth $700,000. Both of those guys will compete for playing time on the right side. With the injury to David Pasternak, he could miss up to a month of the regular season. If you bump Craig Smith and Andre Kasha up the depth chart, then you have the third and fourth line right-wing spots to fill, meaning, uh, you know, Carson Kuhlman, Zach Sinitian, Jack Stanika, Chris Wagner, guys like that will be battling for those couple spots. And then finally, on November 23rd, the Bruins signed Jake DeBrusque to a two-year deal worth $7.35 million, a bridge deal for the restricted free agent, and he will have an opportunity to prove that he is a top six winger who can, you know, push for 30 goals in a regular season. Obviously, probably won't hit that this year in a shortened season. But as long as he's scoring consistently and producing like a top six winger should, then he should earn a nice deal uh, on his next contract. So that's where the Bruins have been over the last couple months, what they've done, zero trades by Don Sweeney to date, and now we will look at some lingering questions that remain as we near training camp. Before we do that, let's talk for a moment about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, Cherry Barcia, as well as some more traditional original flavors like peanut butter, uh, double chocolate, 
coconut peanut butter brownie. Each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They come in nut and non-nut flavors. Built Bar, however, is not just a delicious treat. It's also great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Now here at the Locked On Network, we have an exciting new partnership with betonline.ag and you can now listen to a new Locked On podcast, Locked On Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's take a look at some lingering questions surrounding our Boston Bruins with training camp set to begin in a few days. Let's go position by position, shall we? Many Bruins fans were hoping Don Sweeney would make a big splash in free agency, whether it be signing Taylor Hall, who eventually signed with the Buffalo Sabres, which was quite surprising, or Mike Hoffman, who has jumped on with the St. Louis Blues on a professional tryout offer, which will turn into a contract once Alexander Steen's contract is buried on LTIR. He has announced basically his retirement due to a lingering back issue, I believe. Following that, there were some hopes that they would add some scoring, maybe with some value signings, like Anthony Duclair, I was really hoping they would look for. Uh, He signed with the Florida Panthers. There was Bobby Ryan, who signed with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I even suggested Alex Galchenyuk, who signed with the Ottawa Senators, or Evgeny Dadunov, who also signed with the Senators. The Bruins seemed willing to, you know, re-sign Bjork, re-sign DeBrusque. They added Craig Smith. And then we also can't forget Andre Kasha, who was brought in prior to the trade deadline last year in the hopes that he would fill the second line right wing spot. You also have Nick Ritchie, who was acquired from the Ducks at the deadline uh, in exchange for Danton Heinen, to a lesser extent hoping to be uh, contributing some offense in there as well. All that to say, the Bruins do have a pretty good top nine at the moment between Marshan Bergeron-Pasternak, DeBrusque, Krejci-Kasha, Bjork, Coyle-Smith. Kasha, I don't think we have a real full picture of what he's capable of, seeing as he only had a handful of games prior to the COVID shutdown. And then, of course, there were quarantine issues, and he didn't really you know, seem quite himself in the bubble, although he did look pretty good at times. And there were flashes of what the Bruins hope he can become, which is a reliable right winger on David Krejci's uh, right side playing with Jake DeBrusque. If that doesn't work out, then you can always bump Kasha down to play with Coyle, bump Smith up. And like I said, uh, it'll look a bit different off the top, seeing as David Pasternak will be injured for up to 
a month. They're not injured, but recovering from injury. The fourth line, you have Sean Corrali, you have uh, Greg McKegg, you have a bunch of guys, Par Lindholm, who will be competing for that uh, space. And altogether, you know, the Bruins didn't have the cap space to make a big forward splash. Their forward core at the moment is very solid, uh, maybe a bit understated or, you know, not as flashy as we would like, but still very solid. That top nine is very strong, in my opinion. And uh, if you look back at opening night last year, you had David Backus in the lineup. You had Brett Ritchie in the lineup. Those guys are gone. You have Craig Smith, Andre Kasha, and, you know, Nick Ritchie. Say what you want about him, but he could be an effective fourth-line left winger, uh, I believe. Now, the big questions are on defense. We have Zdeno Chara, who remains an unrestricted free agent, and there's questions about whether he will resign with the team, whether he will retire, or whether he will sign elsewhere. I think either A or B are the most likely scenarios. He could come back in a very limited role, playing shutdown, third pair, minutes, penalty killing, out there trying to, you know, preserve a one or two goal lead with a minute left when the other team pulls their goaltender. Uh, he won't, you know, average 20 minutes a game. The Bruins want to see what they have in Zborl, in Yerhovakinainen. Uh, Matt Grizzlick's there. Jeremy Lozon is there. John Moore is there still. And so there are options on the left side if Chara feels that he can't, uh, you know, keep up with the NHL or doesn't want to deal with the rigors of the NHL this season, then uh, A, we'll cross that bridge here on the podcast with a fitting tribute, of course, but the Bruins might be better off exploring those options, seeing what they have there, and also... Uh, the word is they're still looking to make a trade for a younger left-side defenseman uh, like Noah Hannafin has been out there. On the right side, you have Charlie McAvoy, who is the team's number one defenseman. You have Brandon Carlo, who's very solid defensively. Connor Clifton, Kevin Miller uh, battling for the third spot there as well. Um, so again... There are still questions on this blue line. I don't want to say that it's set in stone. The loss of Tori Krug is significant. Um, but there are options out there. The Bruins are reported to be looking into Ben Hutton. Uh, also, Sammy Vatnin's out there. Travis Havnick, Ron Hainsey. Uh, these are guys that are still out there who could be on the Bruins' radar. In fact, Sammy Vatnin, according to... Um, TSN is the number one free agent remaining on the market. He is a right-handed shot. 29 had 23 points in 47 games last season. Again, the right side, not really where they need the most help, but you know, it's a guy that they could, uh, look to add and they do have some space remaining, uh, in terms of the cap when it comes to goaltending, Zero lingering questions there. Tuka Rask has already been skating with the Bruins at Warrior Ice Arena. Yaroslav Halak was re-signed as the backup. So that Jennings Trophy winning tandem will be back in net for the Boston Bruins. And it's as strong a tandem as you will find around the league. 
perhaps only with the exception of Vegas, uh, Robin Leonard, and Marc-Andre Fleury. So those are the lingering questions for the Bruins right now. A, how will the forward lines shake out with uh, David Pasternak still recovering from off-season surgery? Excuse the interruption there. Child looking for their tablet. I'm being beckoned on uh, Google Nest. Uh, so yeah, Pasternak won't start the season. They bump up Smith. Did they bump up Kasha? Um, and who fills out the right side there? The left side, I think, is pretty well set with uh, Marchand, DeBrusque, Bjork, and Richie, I guess. Perhaps Lindholm or Greg McKaig steps in there as well. On defense, yes, there are some questions on the left side. Uh, is Jacobs Borrell ready for prime time? Is Jirho Vakanainen ready to take the next step? Can John Moore be relied upon? Are there other options out there that they should look at? such as Ben Hutton, uh, Jeremy Lozon. Can he jump over to the left side as a left-hand shot, but who played right side last season? Um, there are pieces on the blue line, but how do they fit is kind of the question, and do the Bruins need to make some improvements there? Um, probably yes, uh, but we'll see once training camp comes, and you know what will become of Zdeno Chara. Finally, yeah, in net, I don't think there are any questions. The only um, thing to be decided, I guess, is who will be the third goalie that they're going to carry. So that's kind of my assessment of the Bruins from a off-season review and also some questions heading into the uh, training camp and into the regular season, and we'll see how those shake out here uh, Yeah, in a couple days. Before we move on, let me talk for another moment about betonline.ag. The NHL regular season is approaching, NFL playoffs are approaching, and you want the number one place that you can trust for the best betting advice, and that's betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON, you can get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now here on the podcast, we usually end with some news and notes from around the NHL. And some sad news from Henrik Lundqvist. We all know... Uh, last week or the week before, he announced that he would not be able to play the season due to a lingering heart condition. Well, he tweeted yesterday and said that he is set to undergo open heart surgery to address the condition that will keep him off the ice this season. He's 38 years old. He had signed a one-year deal with the Washington Capitals, and we wish him a very speedy recovery, of course, and hope he can play again one day, but You know, if not, obviously, his long-term health is the priority. Kirby Dock of the Chicago Blackhawks, he was injured playing for Team Canada during an exhibition game against Russia. He's going to miss four to five months of the season, which would effectively take him out for, you know, the majority of the regular season. It's also being reported here this morning that Jonathan Taves will miss the beginning of the regular season for the Blackhawks due to 
a lingering illness, which is at the moment undisclosed. So yeah, that's kind of scary and I hope he's all right there. The Montreal Canadiens signed free agent winger Corey Perry to a one-year $750,000 contract. I really wish the Bruins and the Canadiens would be playing this season, but with the Canadian division, uh, that's not going to happen, uh, which is, uh, yeah, kind of a bummer. But the Bruins will have some new rivalries to develop here. Um, Anything else really going on? Again, the top free agents I mentioned, Sammy Vatnin, Zdeno Chara is slotted after him. Then we have Travis Hamanick. Matt Martin, Colin Wilson, Mirko Mueller, Melker Carlson, Trevor Lewis, and then Ben Hutton um, as an option for the Bruins. And I've seen a lot of people clamoring for him on Bruins Twitter. We'll see if that becomes a reality here um, over the next couple days prior to camp beginning on Sunday. For the rest of this week, We'll be back tomorrow with an episode, uh, a mailbag episode. So if you have any questions, please do send them in to at LO underscore Boston Bruins or at ENC McLaren. You can also, yeah, do it by Instagram as well. Locked on Boston Bruins on there. And then uh, I'm thinking of posting a best of episode to round out the week on New Year's Eve and uh, hopefully be replaying one of the more popular interviews of the year. I hope you're all taking care of yourselves. You're all doing well. Uh, I had a nice little holiday here, just kind of staying at home. I finished Sons of Anarchy yesterday, still watching Justified. I've been reading a couple John Grisham books. Um, What else? Got a Bruins COVID mask, which is pretty cool. Um, And yeah, just trying to... um, Just, yeah, stay mentally fresh and try to make the best of this ongoing situation, which is going to bleed into 2021. And uh, having said that, I think the end is near and we can and will get through this together, friends. Um, I'm watching Superstore on Amazon Prime, which is a nice little sitcom that I hadn't had the chance to check out before. And that is uh, bringing some joy into my life at the moment. So it's just those little things that we can do uh, to get by. Um, And yeah, I'm here for you, friends. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for listening. Please do subscribe on your podcast app and please do pop up a rating and a review. That would be so very much appreciated. That's it for today. Take care, friends, and we will talk to you tomorrow.